Hello, everyone. This is Pastor David Ashrick, Senior Pastor of the Kingscliff Seventh-day Adventist Church here in Kingscliff, Australia. And I'm sitting down with a friend of mine and a friend of this local church's, Helen Hall. Helen, great to have you here today. Great to be here in this beautiful place. It is a beautiful place, isn't it? You said the weather was... Perfect. Perfect weather. Mm. Well, we're going to get to meet Helen here in just a little bit. We're going to, we're going to look at some slides, and we're going to learn about her amazing ministry. And uh, why don't we just get started right into that? Helen, if, if I just met you, I was sitting next to you on a plane, and I said, who's Helen Hall and what do you do? What's the short answer to that? Um, I'm a, a retired missionary, and I'm working in, on the Burma border with, oh, should I, should I say Myanmar? Myanmar. Myanmar uh, Thai border. So when you say you're a retired minis- missionary, what, what exactly does that mean? I've never heard that term before. Well, you're supposed to have retired when you're 65 or 60 if you're a lady. I'm now 82, 81. 81 years old. Yeah. And so you're technically retired, mm. but you're still, this is your whole life. You're consumed with this ministry. You live there. Yeah. H- how many months out of the year are you there at the, on the border of Myanmar? All except one month when I'm back here. So 11 months, and that's what retirement looks like. Yes. Being at your job 11 months out of the year. And now you're back here on a little furlough in Australia. Yes. And uh, Helen is a great friend of the Kingscliff Church, and we love to not only interview her, typically on Saturday mornings, but uh, this time, because we're in the middle of an evangelistic series, we're interviewing her, and we're super excited. So, Helen, the ministry that you run is called, well, why don't you tell us? What's it called? The school is called Eden Valley Academy, and we have about 800, this year we're going to have 880 students, maybe more, they're still coming. So Eden Valley Academy, 880 students, ages what to what? Prep, which would be about four, to uh, grade year 12, which would be, some of them are 21, 22. Wow, so that's a big, how many teachers in a school with 880 students? 52. 52 teachers, and are they, many of them, graduates from the school itself? We have 16 who are graduates. Wow, that must just be so satisfying. We keep them for four years, and then they have to leave because they have to get some money for themselves because we can't can't pay them very much. And how long have you been operating here, working here, doing ministry here at Eden Valley Academy? Well, not in the same place, but this is the 36th year. What, what do you mean not in the same place? Well, when there's fighting and we ha- they move, I move. Okay, well, you say when there's fighting, sort of orient us here, especially those that aren't familiar with the situation in Myanmar. What do you mean by when there's fighting, you have to move? Well, the Burmese come up and attack the tribal people, and then they flee over to the Thai side, and then the Thais say, it's all right now, move somewhere else, and so we move. At the moment, it's the Chinese building the... Solwyn Dam that's causing a lot of problems. Okay. And so the people that you're ministering to, the primary people that are attending your school are who? Who are these people? They are Karen people. Um, they are Tibetan Chinese people. But we have everybody. We have um, Shan. We have Chin. We have many different uh, nationalities. We have many religions. And are they, the, the Karen people and some of the others, are they sort of on the fringes of society and in all of these Countries? And why, why wouldn't any country just be happy to take them in? Thailand or China or, or uh, Myanmar? Well, everybody seems to be against refugees at the moment. But, um, I mean, the people in, that we've got who are refugees in Thailand have relatives living in Thailand who settled on the opposite side of the river. 
So therefore they were Thai, and these are the people who on the upside of the river Burmese. That's incredible. I saw a statistic recently that said there are approximately, it's roughly 1% of the world right now are estranged from their homeland. They are refugees of some stripe or sort. Yeah, they're either refugees or IDPs, internally displaced. Okay, internally displaced persons. Mm-hmm. Um, so how many people in the camp? If you have 880 students in your school, how many people in the camp? There are different figures. The, the figures from the, from the ties are 38,000, but the figures from the uh, feeding group are higher than that, and the camp population is probably higher still, but they don't disclose because they could be sent back to Myanmar. Okay, okay. And the, the number of people, is, that a, is there a reason that they wouldn't want to disclose accurately the total number of people there? Do they want that number to look smaller or larger? They're saying it's quite safe to go back to Myanmar, so they should all go. And we don't know when this is going to happen. Maybe next year, maybe the year after, you can't tell. Do you live in the camp? Not allowed to. You can only come in uh, from daylight until dark, and then you have to be out. So, But there was a a while that you did live in the camp. Uh, It was in a different place. Oh, it was when it was in a different location. Mm -hmm. So now when uh, you come in in the morning... Yeah. And what are you doing, you yourself, Helen, at the school? Are you superintending it? Are you just there as sort of a mentor figure? No, I'm teaching. You're teaching every day? Yeah. I teach year 10 and I teach year 8, the, the advanced group that I'm trying to push through fast. Wow, the really? The jump do well. Now, you mentioned a moment ago that you have lots of religions. What are some of the religions and what are the approximate percentages for the people that are in your school? Um, Adventists would be the be the most, but close to us as Baptists. Okay. And we have some Catholics. We have, oh, Buddhists would be the biggest. Buddhists. I was going to say Buddhists would be the largest, yeah. And then we have Muslims. Okay. And we have every kind of Christian you can think of, but we had a girl this year who was baptized who was a Catholic. Really? And so when you say baptized, a lot of these people, after they go through the schooling, are actually becoming Seventh-day Adventists and followers of Jesus. Yes, but not as many as usual because any person who's thinking of going back to Burma, because the Buddhists are becoming more radical, they don't want to go back with a Christian in their family. Ah, okay. okay. So they, they want to be baptised, but their parents won't let them. Interesting. Even when they're 17, 18 years old or even older, the parents just say no. No, unless they've got a job and they're free, then they choose. They're on their own. They're on their own. But um, we had um, this girl who was the Catholic... She, we always have someone give testimony at graduation, and she talked about the Sabbath the whole time, and I thought, oh, what's this going to do with all these Buddhists and everybody right. here? But she was very strong about it, and the miracle with her is that her auntie is the person who looks after the Catholic priest every time he comes in. Interesting. Now, you said to me just a moment ago before we were on camera that one of the things that you're discovering now is that many of the people that are becoming Seventh-day Adventists and getting baptized are actually doing it later after they've left the school. Yes. Talk a little bit about that. Why is that? Once they have, they have their own freedom because they can earn money and look after themselves, then they can choose. But before that, if they choose, the parents get really mad, pull them out of school, send them back to Burma, and they'll go to places where there aren't any Christians. They don't have even the opportunity, no exposure. No, they, they'll be sent to these places so that they'll be away from Christians. Okay. And, I mean, a 13- and 14-year-old cannot stand alone in right. a situation like that. 
Helen, what are some of the, and I can just imagine, my imagination is running wild right now, but what are some of the challenges and difficulties that you face in the work that you're doing? Like, what are the things that make running a school in this refugee camp difficult? The fact that we've got, at the moment, a lot of kids who um, can't speak Korean. Before we only, at, at the moment, we're trying to limit it to people who can speak Korean language. Because that, they're naughty if they're in a class when they don't understand, they right. muck around and that, you know. But parents are sitting on our doorstep. They were there the day I left, and I'm sure they'll be there when I come back, wanting to put their kids in school. And they say, he doesn't know anything. Put him in any grade. We'll be happy. Grade one, doesn't matter. They're almost looking for, like, a babysitter. Just get, mm. get them out of our, get them out of our hands. Get them to learn something. Mm. Because the others, and the schools are becoming less because there's... NGOs haven't got money. It's been pushed over to the Burma side. Now, they say to me, you go back to the Burma side. It wouldn't help because the border area, no one's allowed in there. You can visit, right. but you'd visit maybe two days a month. Right. Couldn't run a school you there. Couldn't run a school. I mean, you could run a school, but I wouldn't be at it. Right. So I don't see any purpose in that. Okay. So the students that you're getting, if, if someone were to approach you, in this case me, and say, what's the big goal here? What are, what are you really trying to accomplish there at Eden Valley Academy? Is it primarily education? Is it primarily, primarily evangelism? Or is it a combination of both? Or is it humanitarian work? What's, the, what's your real passion? What are you trying to do there? Well, what we're trying to do is to train people who know what they believe and are strong Seventh-day Adventist, who know health principles, so that when they go back, they can start running their own little schools or witnessing in villages in many, many parts of Myanmar where other people can't go. Mm. Excellent. And the classes that they're taking are just ordinary classes that you would take like at a school here in Australia or in America. They're learning to read, they're learning maths. They're doing everything and we're pushing sciences at the moment because we've never had any science people before. But every class has to take Bible. Okay, okay. Is it difficult to get teachers to come? You can't bring people in that, that military won't allow. Not to teach. I mean, I'm not supposed to be teaching either. What, what do you mean? How do you get in there if you're not supposed to be teaching? I'm part of the woodwork. <laughs> <laughs> you're a part of the furniture, huh? Yeah. They, they know I'm teaching, but they don't say anything. And um, I imagine you've been there for 36 years. You're a... Yeah. The people just say, oh, that's Helen. Just, just sort well, of leave her alone. They were, had put in extra checkpoints in, and as we went along this checkpoint, this guy comes out and, and yells out, Helen, Helen. And he'd been a very young officer when I first came, and he said, you're still here. Wow. And so every time we go past now, they, they wave at us, and we just go straight through. Incredible. Incredible. Helen, I'm just going to click through a few pictures here. Um, I see a picture here with you with some children. Tell me about this. Uh, tell me about this. What am I looking at here? This is, the, this is the down below school. You can see the long building behind. Yeah. And actually, there's another building you can't see on the other These side. These are students that you're with These here? These are students, yeah. I must say you're looking very dapper there, very athletic. <laughs> uh, and what is this here, These school the structure? This is the top school. There's two, two, uh, two buildings in the top so school. So there's not even walls on those schools? Oh, bamboo. Yeah, right, but not structural walls. No, no, no. What, uh, what does the bamboo do? Just basically keep dis- distractions out? Stops, stops the wind blowing in or the rain a bit. Doesn't keep bugs out, does it? No, no. When you say the rain a bit... It depends which direction the rain is Which comes. direction the rain is going. I thought you might say that. What am I looking at here? This is the, the, when John and Naomi came with Gateway last year. Okay. That's the top school that they worked with. Oh, true. Okay, excellent. And John and Naomi are two visitors. They come every year. They come every year. From where? 
um, from Australia, from, from the Australia. Gateway Melbourne. Speaking of people that come and visit from Australia, you had a visitor from our own Kingscliff Church here we recently. Did. Who was that? And tell us a little bit about that. We had Joel Slade, and uh, because there were 60 people who wanted Bible studies after the baptism, he came right at the end of the year, um, we wanted to, the teachers to know how to give Bible studies and where to start. And so he did classes for the teachers. Oh, incredible. And he was there for a, a week or more? Uh, he was there a week. Uh, next picture here says the down school. That's this, this is where I work down below. That, when you say down below, this is at the bottom of a bottom hill? Of, bottom of the mountain and up the top is the other school. Um, EVA student body in 2018. This is, this is down below. Okay, this is the lower This school. is only the down below school and they had... When the king died, we had all these celebrations. And this was... Okay, the, the king of Thailand. Yeah. And the, the, the age of these students here is what? Down below. Well, we've got grade one down below this year. So it would be from about grade six, uh, age six to 20-something. Okay, wow, okay. Some of the teachers... Oh, these are going to be your this teachers? This is last year's teachers. Oh, last year's teachers. Mm. Wow, you've got 50? How many teachers are there? I don't think there? they were all there, but... Um, how many teachers do you have? Well, we did have 51. 51. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, are you including yourself in that number? Maybe. You probably count for two. <laughs> um, boys' dormitory here? Yes. We had a bit of trouble with boys' dormitory. It started to landslide down one side, and so they were sort of... A landslide dirty. sounds like a bad thing when you're talking about a dormitory. So we had to get... We collected bags of sand and put them up and prop it up. Okay. Wow. Um, girls' dormitory, any yeah. landslides there? No, they were a bit further over. They, they were all right, except that thieves got in through the roof and stole things. The thieves came in through the roof. Mm. I don't think you'll mind me saying that this is not exactly five-star luxury accommodation here. Mm. That, that we have a lot of problems with thieves at the moment. During the daytime, when the teachers are at school, uh. they come to teachers' houses and they've taken... Uh, laptops, they've taken phones, anything. Is there any way to prevent that? No. But it doesn't look like it. I mean, that would not be an easy building to secure. Whoa. Okay, so you've had some flooding. Is this seasonal flooding or is this abnormal flooding? This is abnormal. The the caves blocked and the water came back and one of our teachers stood in that water out of her house and it was water up to her neck. (whistles) And she just managed to get up the hill in time. Some people were drowned. Oh, people died in this flood? Three. Oh, tragic. And they lost and their you houses. say the cave? Why, why did it flood? Oh, it, it always does. The, the, the logs and everything from the sawmill come down and block the entrance. Oh, this was giving out things for the flood For victims. the flood relief. Okay, mm. donation for that. What's going on here? This is some of the TAM people came, and uh, they were going to teach the teachers how to um, understand people on drugs and that. Oh, okay. But they okay. were a is dr- of, Are drugs a problem? Oh, in a the, huge problem. Really? The biggest one. What kind of drugs? Alcohol, heroin. Um, and or, even, or even young kids involved in this? Ten-year-old oh, drug addicts. Killing me. Terrible news. Um, what am I looking at here? Look like a bunch of fresh-faced this is, students. This is the kids listening to the students' week of devotion. Oh, really? My son just preached. We saw him and we showed him. Oh, you sh- oh that's so <laughs> great. That's so great. This is beautiful. So some of the young people actually lead out in the week of devotion. Year 12. Wow. And did it go well? Well, it did, except that for two days we had no power, so we had no microphone, and they had PowerPoints and they couldn't use them because we oh. had nothing to work with. I've had that happen to me before when I go with the expectation that there'll be slides and you can't use them and you're totally disoriented. Mm. 
Okay, Bible training for teachers here. Is that this Joel is, in this that is picture? Joel in that one. I, even from here, in that little picture, I can tell that's Joel. Joel, if you're watching this, God bless you, brother. We love you and we miss you. You know, he's moved to Adelaide. Yes, he told me he was going. Yeah, we're, we're, not, we're not happy about that. He's written and he said, um, when we're ready to build on the other side, he'll bring a group oh, of God young bless people. Him. God bless him. Oh, that a baptism bap- here. This baptism. is what I like. I just did a baptism on Sabbath. We had a lovely oh, baptism right down here at the, at the river. What's going on here? This was a small group because they weren't allowed to be. Okay. But this girl next to me um, has, was a Baptist, and she'd been wanting to be baptized for many, many years, and they wouldn't allow it. Then finally, when she got to year 12, she decided she was going to do it anyhow. Wow. Brave. But we've had a 10-year-old boy who wanted to be baptized, and they said no. So he's been trying to come to Sabbath school. He sneaks out, and his mother beats him every time she finds oh. out. But he's still in school, so we, we told him, don't try to come. We yeah, don't try to come. Just come to the school. Just come to school. Good advice. At least we can get him in school. Uh, here, giving out Bibles? Oh, that, we gave out Bibles for the people who were baptized. Just a quick question on that 10-year-old boy. What is the religion, did you say? Buddhist. Buddhist, okay. Um, so you're giving out Bibles here? Uh, to who? Who are the people pictured here? The people here? who were baptized got the Bibles. And oh. Pastor Lertu and that boy at the left there is our former student. He's graduated and he's worked and he's still working for us. The one in the blue shirt? In the left, yes, on the, in the blue shirt. Okay. It works for you at the school? Yep. Brilliant. And here these, we're taking these are a the test. who came. They wanted to get their kids into school. So oh, they so they're taking the an exam to get into the school. Yeah. What percentage do you, maybe percentage is the wrong word, but... How many students do you have to turn away? Well, we got 300 who came, and we've accepted 120. And what about the other 180? What happens? We, we haven't any more room for them. So we let's talk them. a little bit about the specific needs that you have there. Obviously, they're all going to be tied to prayer. You need well, prayer. People can obviously mm-hmm. pray for Eden Valley and the work that you're doing there. Um, people can come and volunteer, it sounds like, or is that not really possible? Not really possible. Okay. We've had people want to come and teach, but they won't. You're not supposed to be teaching anyhow, so then they won't allow. If they're Karen, we can get them in, no problem. No problem. But like if a group from Australia or the United States or something said, oh, we want to come over and help, there's really not much you can do because you can't get them on the camp. You can't. They had a choir recently from America, and they wanted to bring them in, and they no. Why is that? Why are they so... The military controls everything, and they don't want the people to feel too comfortable or want to stay there. They don't want them getting settling down. They want them to go. Um, So let's talk about, so then obviously the great need is going to be prayer, and volunteerism is not really an option, so financial support is big. And here at the Kingscliff Church, we are very passionate about supporting your ministry, and there's a lot of people here that just love you, love your ministry, love what you're doing. So I've got some figures here in front of me. Um, for a single teacher, it's $780 a year. I assume that's Australian dollars. Yeah. So if you're looking at our YouTube channel here and you're an American, that's like $600, right? So it's, it's great. So you can, a single teacher, $780 a year. A married teacher, uh, $1,620 a year or $135 a month. Let's talk about sponsoring students Day students, only $150 a year. Is that true? That's right. Wow, $150 Australian dollars a year to put a student right through. And boarding students, $350 a year. That's food and everything? Well, we can't charge any more because um, the people in the camp who were paying for their own relatives couldn't afford to pay more than uh, that. Of so course. we can't charge one for one and one for yep, another. No, that's why you say here, in addition, you'll need to buy other rice and food, etc. 
What does the future look like? Sort of paint the picture here. We've bought a block maker. We're making blocks. We make our own. And we, had a, we bought a tractor so that we can get the sand up from the river. And we've got plenty of land. They've given us 39 rye. Wow. It's beautiful. And we've got, on, on either side of that, they've got a forest area that they're not going to build on. Mm-hmm. And you want to build a permanent facility there in, this is on the Myanmar side. Because yeah. we're going to have to have a dormitory. We've and this got, is a dream of yours. Yeah, I want, it, I, want, I want the school to be operating with teachers that we've trained to, to keep on the Lord's work when I can no longer do it. Do you have any idea what the costing for that would be? We haven't got to that stage yet. What stage are we at? Trying to get official papers for the land. So we can pray about that? Is there anything else we yes. can do to sort of forward your vision, your dream? Um, no, that's what we need at the moment. And then at the end of the year, if we have to move, we'll try and get a flying build to come and build it. Oh, incredible. Do you have, um, Helen, anything like a goal that you're trying to reach? I mean, I've got these numbers here. 780 for a single teacher for a year, 1620 uh, for a married teacher for a year, 150 for a day students per year, 350 for a boarding student per year. But do you have some goal in mind that gets you to a certain threshold? That's in the Lord's hands, but we just, uh, he, he keeps supplying what we need so that we have enough to finish the year. We're going to put up here on the screen the um, BSB number and the account number and the names for people to make a contribution and just. Just to reiterate, these monies go directly to the school that you're running there mm-hmm. at uh, Eden Valley. Yeah. That's fantastic. And people just put on there, they just note, you know, EVA as a, as a note or... Yes, it, we need their name and their address so that we can give receipts because Naomi does the receipting in Melbourne. Okay, brilliant. And do you have a... Uh, um, I get a newsletter from you. Yeah, we, um, we do. how, does, how would somebody get on the newsletter? Just let me know that they send me on... Uh, send you an email. So you want to send an email. We'll put this up on the screen as well. HelenHall at gmail.com. Yeah. Well, that's easy to And if it works out that we can get tax deductibility, we'll tell you how. Now, Helen, as we prepare to close here, um, and I know you're here to talk about EVA and your real passion is the education and all of that that's happening, but you've recently had a cancer diagnosis, Mm. and yet what's the state of that? It sounds like... completely clear. The Lord's finished it all off and he's given me enough energy to keep going. That's they incredible. All, they all say, you must come home and retire. I'd be bored. Yeah, what would you do? What would you go play bowls club and golf? I don't see you at, I don't see you at the bowls club and golfing. Um, so, so you had colon cancer. Yeah. And it, Dr. Nick, the Adventist doctor at BAH, said he, he calls me his miracle every time he sees me. He said he's never had anybody else with colon cancer, who's recovered with absolutely no sign of it like me. And, and you just had this surgery for colon cancer mm. a month ago. Maybe, yeah, maybe five weeks now. Five weeks ago, and you were told you, you couldn't walk for, what, a week? I, and I, had to be, I had to be in bed for a month. But you were walking the, the second day. The second day, mm. and you were on an airplane shortly thereafter. Mm. And so you are a miracle. We're all miracles. Everybody that has come to faith in Christ and has been transformed into the new creature that we can be in him is a miracle. But Helen, I don't think you'd mind me saying, and I know that our viewers wouldn't mind me saying, you're a special kind of miracle. Well, the Lord's very special to me because, I mean, most people of my age don't want to do this sort of thing, and yet I feel that that's where I'm going to be. They say, when are you coming back and you're going to retire? I'm going to retire there. What does your husband think about all this? Uh, uh, The Lord is my husband. (laughs) 
So you've never been married. You've been married to ministry from day one. Yeah. Because my, well, see, I'm free. My parents died before I was out of my 20s. Mother died when I was a teenager. And so other people are not free. Mm. But I am. Maybe the Lord's made it like that for that reason. Yes, I understand. So I've got huge numbers of family everywhere. I love that. Well, you've, you've got a lot of family here in Kingscliff. Well, for those of you that are Kingscliff members and for those of you that are watching in here on the YouTube channel, I am here sitting with a living legend, still a daughter, a, a, a daughter of the Most High God, but in many ways a living legend and somebody that you can support. And if you have been absolutely thrilled with what you've heard today, every time you come to Kingscliff, we, we give her 20 minutes and she takes 50. Uh, just because that's the nature of it. We just want to keep hearing more and more and more. We've not even gone through some of the individual stories that she has here, but they are absolutely incredible, and I want to encourage you to get on that mailing list, Hall at gmail.com. Is that right? Yes. And uh, thank you all for watching. We're going to put the financial information up one more time. And Helen, if you don't mind, and with your permission, I'd like to close with prayer. Father in heaven, I want to thank you so much for Helen. We are humbled at the tremendous expense that heaven has gone to for us, for our salvation, for our health, um, for our families. And Father, when we compare the price that has been paid, the infinite price that heaven expended in our salvation, uh, Lord, when we think about the opportunities to support work like Helen's and the work of Eden Valley Academy and all the selfless, sacrificial teachers that are there, Father, it is a privilege to give back a small portion and percentage of the infinite price that you paid for us. Lord, as the scriptures say, of your own we have given you. And we want to pray a special prayer right now for Helen, for her health, her ongoing health. It looks like you've given a a miracle, a breakthrough here, um, whereby she was um, diagnosed with colon cancer and now they can't even find where she had had colon cancer. It's a miracle. And Father, we pray that you would keep Helen going for many, many more years to come. And not just going physically, Father, but that that, still that youthful energy and vigor would be in her. Um, She's a child of yours, and we pray for her health, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Father, help her not to be discouraged with the difficulty of working and the um, difficult circumstances in which she finds herself there at a refugee camp. And please continue to open doors. We pray for teachers. We pray for those that are there that will remain there. We pray that new teachers will come. We pray for uh, baptisms. We pray for people to give their hearts to Christ. And Father, we pray for those that are listening into this interview, that they will be moved upon by your spirit to sponsor a teacher or a student or to in some way give to this amazing selfless ministry. We love you and we thank you. Father, we know that anything we could ever give or do is a mere reflection of of all that you have given and done for us. And so we just want to thank you and praise you, not just for the ministry of Helen and the ministry of the King's Cliff Church and all the great things that are happening around the world. Father, we want to thank you for Jesus, for he gave everything for us and made any ministry that we would do possible. We love you, we thank you, and we pray in the name of Jesus, your Son and our Savior. Amen. Amen.